right, so everyone, welcome back to another episode of Avat- Interview with an Avatar. Uh, my name is Tyler. You can find me on t- at Twitter at uh, CrypticGhost2. Um, if, you're, if you're new to this podcast, it's basically a podcast that gets to know the people behind the avatars that you interact with on a daily basis. Uh, and right now we're going through Cowboys Twitter. And I'd like to introduce uh, one of my favorite follows on Twitter. He is your guy, Nix, Mr. BJ Nix. How you doing today, man? Man, doing fantastic. Doing fantastic. Excited to be here. Oh, I've enjoyed enjoyed your work. So, uh, and here we go off the rip here. I don't know what just happened to hell, but stuff pop up. Can you hear me still? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yep, yep. You're good. Okay. Yeah, I, I, heard it like buzz out, I heard so. the, yeah, I heard a glitch and the blip. I was like, ah, but now we're good. But I'm um, not excited to be here, man. I love the work. Uh, and you're also one of my favorite follows on Twitter. So we're just gonna kick back and have a good time. Yes, sir. So, uh, where can where, uh, we can find you at at your guy Nick's on Twitter? Yeah. Where, where else can we find you? And, yeah. Uh, and so, work? yeah, definitely. Yeah, I was gonna say definitely on Twitter. Uh, your underscore guy underscore Nick's N I X. Uh, and of course, if you're on to uh, YouTube, it's the Star Gang Live Show. Uh, you can catch us there and so go sub to the channel over there. And then if you do the Facebook thing, we got a Facebook uh, group called Stargang, and we're pushing almost 15,000 headed into this season as a member count over there. So fuck around. You type in Nick's, you'll typically find me somewhere. <laughs> yeah, right now his, his avatar is the oh, good old Mike McCarthy. So there you he go. That surprise face. Yeah, he had the old surprise face. I, I, soon as I saw that picture. I was like, oh, yeah, we're definitely using this for the preseason. <laughs> yeah, it's funny because I saw you change it. And I actually have that picture in my camera roll from – I have no idea. I just save, like, random pictures in my camera roll. But I was right. like, hey, I've seen that before. So <laughs> so uh, if, if you could, uh, Nick, go ahead and tell us a little bit about yourself, where you're from, what you do. Cool. Yeah, so um, basically I was born in East Texas and then grew up a ton in Florida and then in my elder statesmanship – uh, back to East Texas and where I've been now. Um, I personally own a video game store uh, with a friend of mine um, called Games to Go. August will be 13 years uh, we've been in business. So lots of fun. Speaking of which, uh, I went and saw a movie with the wife today and I saw some trading. I mean, because we carry old, we get old school stuff. It's like your 64 yep. stuff like that. We got a Turbo Duo CD system. For me, it gets me excited. A lot of people don't know a ton about the Turbo Duo. I'm like, oh, this is stuff that I don't see, right? Uh, so he was hitting me with that and let me know what we got in today, which was awesome. Um, and and really enjoy that side of things. I enjoy doing retail because uh, I like people are excited and they're excited. It gets me excited. So it works well for me. I get to work for myself because of this own set of problems, but I get to see people excited, mm-hmm. especially kids come in, get stuff and whatnot. So, uh, and of course, my kid now, who's now she's into her 20s, but at the time going to school, it was, oh, your dad is the game store. So that was a good look for her, obviously. Yeah. What is up with my core? Oh, 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 okay. All right. Sorry, brother. No, you're good. You're good. Okay, yeah, because on my end, my stupid headset cord is messing up. But we're good either way. But yeah, so some of that, um, that's kind of what I do professionally. The, the pays the bills anyways. Uh, and then on the backside of that, uh, the Cowboys content. I actually started doing NFL uh, content about, I guess, about five, six years ago, mm-hmm. maybe a little bit longer. Um, and I did that for a few years. Had a lot of fun doing that. Uh, met some good people uh, doing it that way. And uh, then I pivoted over here into – this would be going to our fourth season of me doing Cowboys Strictly content, um, which lines up, obviously, because I'm a Cowboys fan. Yep. So, and it's been it's been a lot of fun. Um, you learn a lot of different things when you're just narrowed in that way. You get to lose some of the cash stuff. Uh, yeah. But I get to be good, cool people like you and others. So it's it's been a 
it's been an experience, man. I've really enjoyed it. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's, that's what it is. I, I sell video games in, and uh, comic books by day, and I cover the Cowboys by night. <laughs> yeah, definitely. We'll get to that later, though. What, what movie did you take your wife to see? Oh, uh, well, we, we double dip. We got the old deal, uh, the sub where you can go in and, you know, see three movies a week. So, oh, okay. yeah, that hurt you. So, we hadn't seen Sonic 2 yet. So, we went ahead and knocked that up for us out of theaters. And then Sandra. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Good. good. Super good. Yeah. Okay. And then whatever the Sandra Bullock uh, movie is, Old Town. No, heck, what was the name of it? I'm going to feel bad about that. What was the stupid name of that movie? In Lost City. That's it. Lost City with her mm-hmm. and uh, Channing Tatum. Yep, and, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and a little Brad Pitt. Surprisingly really good. Yeah, that's what she wanted to see. So sometimes you let the wife pick and choose, right? Happy wife, happy life. Yep. And uh, we went and saw that. Good play. So back to back. And now here I am uh, kicking it with my guy. Yeah, we, we uh, when it comes to movies and stuff, we try to do the, uh, they actually have some drive-ins around here. We have three drive-ins still. Man, that us. is dope. That is super dope. Yeah. Oh, man, I would kill to have one of those around here. They're each like uh, they're each probably about a half hour away from me, um, but it's cool because like you get the you get the double feature. So like the first movie starts at like eight fifty five, and then you know the other one starts at like eleven or whatnot. But it's right. dope because it's like for a car, it's like twenty bucks. So you know you can't beat oh, it. Such a win, yeah. We in Florida, uh, there's a spot, and they they did shut down a couple. Uh, the last movies I got to see in uh, the drive-in, it was like um, Michael J. Fox Frighteners. Okay. And, and what was the other one that came? That was the second movie. What was the first movie? Oh, crap. I used to remember it. Friday's was the second movie. I forgot what the first movie was. Last, but that was the last time I got to go to a drive in. Uh, it's definitely, if you're able to, even when it's in your area and knows about a man, that's such a cool experience of a bygone era. So if anyone listens to this and they haven't know if it's within a, a shouting distance, a drive into a drive in, you should yep. definitely do it if you've never done it, man. Yeah, absolutely. It is really cool. I'm jelly. I'm super jelly right now, Tyler. <laughs> I would love to do that. It's yeah, it, been so it's, long. It's fun. Like, I mean, not tonight's like night because it's storming, but yeah, like, you know, midsummer nights is just like, let's just go to the drive in, you know? Right. You it don't got to no deal better. with movie theater. You know, you don't got to deal with other people. And it just, it kind of, because we really don't go to the movie theater that often anymore. We just do like the voodoo, like the pre early. The only time we ever go to the right. movie theater now is the Marvel movies. That's why I was waiting for Sonic 2 to come out. That's why I asked you if it was good or not. So, yeah, definitely. <laughs> definitely. We do a lot of that too. But now we got this the what's it called? The A-list sub. Mm-hmm. So it's like we signed up today. It was like 99 cents. We went and watched two movies. So we went on that and it's like 20 bucks a month. So I'm definitely I don't go as much as I used to just because yeah. of how busy I am. But mm-hmm. I'm like, we got the sub if you want to go. And but I'm definitely gonna go see Top Gun in the theater. Yeah. I've I've completely blocked out all of the uh all the trailers and everything. I'm like, I just want to go in there and let it hit me. Let yeah. it hit me. So I'm super stoked for that. I will definitely be at the midnight release. We got an early release actually here uh, Monday night. I think it's Monday night or Tuesday. Night to look at the tickets. My daughter already uh, got them. And then after that, it'll probably be a while. It'll probably be a while for I see something. I guess maybe Thor in July. I was gonna say probably Thor. Have to, yeah, probably have to go see Thor for sure in July. And then um, yeah, that's that's kind of I'll be on a hiatus from movies for a little bit maybe. But Top Gun and Thor definitely going down. Oh, well, you know the the new Brad Pitt movie as well, where he's in the train. Have yeah. you seen the preview for that? I've got yeah. the name of that. I don't remember it, but I remember seeing it when I was seeing Doctor looks, Strange. Yeah, that looks pretty damn interesting as well, too. So, so uh, you you said you own your own business. Uh, tell right. us about how you how you uh, how you decided you didn't want to do like corporate America anymore, and right. what led you into uh, led you into this business business. 
Uh, yeah, man. It's um. So I, I've done this line of line of work for uh, a while in in Florida. I did it in like some flea markets, and I worked for a gentleman, and he had a rental store. But you know, you could actually go rent movies and stuff still. <laughs> yeah. Um. So I managed that for him, and then I would work uh, his retail side of the shops at uh, flea markets. Um. And then so I did that for many for I say many years for three about three or so years three four. Um, and then when I made my way to Texas, uh, I did it for a different uh, store and I managed them for about four or five years. Um, I did some school stuff, obviously, uh, for uh, mass communications and rhetoric speech is what I went for. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, just life, things happened. It was going well for a while, then it wasn't, then the move and everything else. So I was like, okay, about 26, I was like, okay, I'm, I'm through with the school side. Let me kind of figure some things out. Um, and then basically when I kind of turned 30, I just kind of like, I kind of laid everything in front of my, in front of me. I'm like, what do I do? Well, what, am, you know, what do I do? Well, what's in my wheelhouse and, you know, where can I really put all my eggs in the basket and really go after and attack it. And at that point it was retail that I was working and, um, the knowledge I had occurred and then stuff that I collected over the years that I had. Um, so it was, and it was kind of the key moment there were like blockbusters were kind of shutting down. So it was easy to pick up stock cheap yep. uh, to open and start. Uh, so, and my, my friend of mine uh, that I worked with, he'd worked the same store for five years and he had done it beforehand too. I was like, I mean, look, if it doesn't work, we always go get another job. <laughs> you know, I was like, but I think if I'm going to be in this industry at this point, uh, when I, once I had hit 30, I was like, okay, I need to try to maximize what I can do within this industry then for where I was at. So uh, about 30, let's say I guess 31, uh, took about a year to line everything up, build it up the right way, uh, and then opened up at, after I was 31 and the rest is history. And uh, we ended up ups and downs, good times and bad times. You know, we we actually built all the way up to three stores. Uh, okay. And we have, so we, um, after, after being open for three years, we opened our second store. Then we moved the second store to a better location. And then probably you'll see another about five years in or six, we opened our third store. Then things got weird in the industry with, 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 with different stuff where you had to kind of pivot on and not just doing video games and get into other things because yeah. of how the digital side works, right? And, and, and whatnot. So we kind of looked at it like in East Texas where we were at, we we're just kind of like, you know, let's go ahead and shut down this store, right? I said, let's get through that lease. And, let's, and we want to move our first location. We're in the same plaza, but a bigger location where we could carry outside of just video games. And that's when we started getting into anime figures, manga, you know, um, yep. the collectible sides, like, because you have like these lines of the Power Rangers and Transformers and Turtles, you know, that could, the GI Joes that they launch and come out with now. And plus we buy, sell, and trade on all that too. But you got to have space. And uh, we had a bigger location come up. We're like, okay, it's the biggest location we had. So we took our last two stores, combined them into the one, um, and and wrote it from there. So it, it's been fun. It, like I said, it's let's like any other job though. You change, you take one set of problems for a different set of problems, right? Yeah. And you know, it comes down to you know how you manage them and, and go from there. But I love it, man. I'm not gonna lie. I'm, I'm addicted to the grind. And you know, even my wife yesterday, she's like, "You need to come home because we're re we're redoing the back right now. Spring cleaning has to happen." Yeah, and I'm oh, back yeah. there, you know, getting, and she's like, "Ah, oh, you need to come home." I'm like, I'll be home later. And then, of course, I come home, and then I end up doing a space till I don't know. It was like five, six o'clock this morning. Yeah, so. I, was say, I, I woke up to go fishing this morning, and Nick's is still on. <laughs> uh, so, so uh, do you do you still have all three locations open? 
Oh, oh we just one. one. Yeah, we, we put it all okay. in one one big location now. Okay. We're a destination spot now. Okay. So mm-hmm. like when you when you had them all three, were they all like in the same little city area or were you like they were in yeah? So like so basically we live like in East Texas, like we have like certain towns, so it's like Longview, Gilmer, Gladewater, you know, all these different little areas that are around, and we had them in three different cities. So we opened two more in smaller locations, okay. Uh than what Longview was which is the kind of the hub where all the smart parts come in. Yep. So, you know, so, Hey, look, we can sell people, save people a chance of having to leave their town to get something. Cause they didn't have a, you know, anything else with their outside, maybe a Walmart. Uh, and plus it was able for us to drop trading for our lobby store and, and, and whatnot too. So, and we had Kilgore college over there. So it was there. So, I mean, it, it went well um, early. Things just kind of pivoted to where for us, it made more sense to get the bigger location, in Longview and condense for all the new stuff that we were carrying. So oh, I actually, yeah, because as, as when I found out that you do like your gaming thing, I have a friend that I went to high school with. She owns one here in town, uh, and they do like you know it's all retro game stuff. So they they pull out like the uh, there's like they sell they still sell, sell like uh, Game Boy classics and stuff like that. Oh yeah, and uh, so and to like to go on from there like they, like sort of like you I guess they sell like the plush toys. Um, oh, yeah. stuff like that and they they just put it like a little uh arcade room in their back so and then like That's you can up. you can be like on saturday nights like hey man i uh like you can run it out for like i think it's like 15 dollars or something like that you can have like little parties in there but that's pretty that's, cool that, that like it is because that have you seen like uh i know this isn't on the social sheet or whatever but have you seen like the growth of nostalgia uh, oh, yeah. within like the past like it has to be like i don't know what five eight years it's it's really it's, grown it, it is, and you know the thing about it, like when it comes to Mario Zelda stuff like that, like obviously the old heads that, that grew up with it want to come back to it. We understand yeah. that, but the big thing is like the, the things that drops up is like now we have the streaming side of things, right? Where so these kids that are eight, nine, ten, eleven, oh, I'm watching. I'm here's Mario sixty four on YouTube, or I'm watching. You know this guy, he's streaming and playing this game, and now mm-hmm. I want to go play it. So, you know, as compared to like back in the day well new systems come out it's no matter it's over it's done because we you know we did things differently without the internet being around so now for these kids and getting to the nostalgia side that you're saying they're seeing like you know whether it's switch or it's god of war or whatever you know all they're seeing all these games now but then it's so easily accessible to see the the gameplay of these other games and whatnot and they want to go back to it and then the other side too and a lot of this is man, some of this is better investments than stock i mean just being i mean not trying to be fun like but it is like I mean, if you get an old school game that's, for instance, like I got I have a particular title we had in was uh, Princess Tomato on NES. And it sells for, in the condition we had it in, we sold it for about 250 Here's the thing. That guy's going to play that game, you know, put it in his collection. And if he holds on to it for, you know, a couple of months to a year, A, he's not going to lose on it. He'll still be able to at least at minimum get his 240 if he sells to somebody else back. Mm-hmm. And on top of that, more than likely, it'll probably be up in a year from now because people are trying to fix, you know, complete their NES collections and there's not that many available, the condition it's in and stuff. So it is it is intriguing to see that. There's certain people, you see kind of all realms too. There's some people that got the phone out when they're in your store and they're looking at prices, they're heat checking, they're seeing, can they get a win? Is it worth it? You know, and then I got another guy who literally has built up his collection probably three or four times and he just comes back and dumps it on me and trades it in. I'm like, huh. brother, you sure? I'm like, you sure you want to trade it in? He goes, 
yeah <laughs> it's fine i'm good for now i'm like okay and i'm talking like a massive like a two three hundred games yeah uh, from nintendo or super nintendo 64 and then i won't see him for like two three maybe four months and all of a sudden he's like yep back in some more again yeah. i'm like okay cool i mean we appreciate you <laughs> needs that nintendo fix <laughs> yeah 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 he'll, he'll build it up and he'll he'll unload it and he'll build it up again you know so I, like i said it takes all times but you're definitely wrong with the nostalgia and stuff you know I, the people come in and like oh my god you actually have you know certain times they'll see the mario world on the tv or whatever and they're like whoa did y'all actually actually carry this i'm like yeah of course we've got the ps5 and the series x and then the nintendo switch stuff for sure but definitely the culture shock when people come in yeah. is the mario worlds and stuff and the retro stuff like you said with that nostalgia yeah it's it's great because like it said it's uh that's how we got my kids started playing that kind of stuff because we uh we had actually got we actually built them an emulator um okay for one so then they, we started playing it, and then we're just like, we'll just get them a switch. So that's what that's a, that's what they there play now is a switch because it has the those uh, like you know like uh, Mario All Stars where it rolls back to the N sixty four version. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. That. yeah. It's almost like twenty bucks to get all like the sixty four games you can play and stuff like that yep. too, which is cool. And and man, Mario's Mario. I mean, look, if you play Mario sixty four, it's awesome, great, you love it. You play Mario Odyssey on the Switch, guess what? It's great. You love it. You know what you're getting into. <laughs> yeah. Odyssey is fun. I I don't like Galaxy. Galaxy, man, I'm just like, I can't. I can't play, play that one. Yeah, see, Galaxy, uh, look, and I haven't tried it on the Switch yet. Like, okay. when it came out, I'm like, if I can't play with the physical controller, I'm not doing all the swaggle. Okay, I'm yeah. just not going to do it. So I do know they did release it, you know, with controls now for the Switch. I just haven't touched it yet. So I don't know. I, it's one of those ones, if I get around to it, I probably will, but I don't have no... There's nothing that's pushing me to play it. Like, unlike, say, um, Skyward Sword that finally came out, you know, on the Switch. I'm like, yes, I'll get to play with physical controller. Sign me up. I've been waiting for this moment. <laughs> yeah. That, that's like, that. that's also like me. I I don't play with the, you know, with, with the toggles or whatever. I, I actually have to have one of those controllers. So, like, my wife went out and bought, like, a Mario controller just for me. Yeah, <laughs> I, and, like, my kids are like, they have them. They're doing it, whatever. Like walking around the living room. And I'm like, no, yeah, man, like I got playing all. Yeah, they're like playing all over the place. Like, yeah, I, I got to be like fixed sitting. and seated yeah. right here, a certain distance same. from the, the same yeah, distance same. from a TV, man. It's like, like it's almost like when you know, growing up, like if I if I'm trying to play like Call of Duty on anything bigger than like a 32 inch TV, yeah, dude, I'm I'm out. I'm terrible. Right. <laughs> like, don't even try me, man. I'm just that, yeah. I mean, we're we're creatures of habit when it comes to that. Where I'm like, look, it ain't broke, don't fix it. Leave us alone. This is where we. This is how we play. <laughs> as long as we're in the game, let us play like this. <laughs> yeah, but you're not wrong. You know, it, it's funny too because I'll see at times where well, like the the original Mario Mario One mm-hmm. of there where kids can play, and we'll see like you know this 10, 12 year old. They get the Call of Duty, all the Call of Duty. They're you know doing all these three sixty no scope headshots or whatever. They get on Mario, they start playing. Like they look at the controller, I'm like, come on, it's two buttons d-pad let's go and like the first uh toadstool kills him the first toad uh mushroom head guy kills him out the gate it's like <laughs> what'd you do thought you thought you gamed what's wrong like i understand i was like see there's always a game that's going to get you <laughs> yeah do you guys do you guys have in your store do you guys have any of those like any of those set up for people to play when they come in no we we have a what that's close enough if we need to because it's always you know one thing that i like to make sure we do is when the games come in especially certain titles let's yeah. test them let's make sure you know yep. and and of course sometimes they sit on the shelf a little too long you know they might get a little dingy on the on the pins and you got to clean them up so as they sell my like, hey test it pop it in because we have a trio that plays nintendo super nintendo and sega genesis 
so we can make sure they're good to go before they go out the door. And of course, on the higher end games, you got to open it up, check the board, make sure it's not a repro card, reproduction card. Oh, and then of course you want to test it, make sure it's going to work. And it's the actual game it's supposed to be. Yeah. I've had people trading like a, a Super Metroid, pop it in, it's Madden '93 because they just swapped the board out for whatever reason. Yeah. Um. But um. Yeah, we have it long enough where somebody wants to try. Yeah, you know, that can come up there, put the game in, and we kind of handle all that, just handle the controller instead of like, because, you know, there's kids, and kids are touchy-feely. If you have it on the corner where anyone can just kind of mess with it, kids are coming in and slamming it in and out. But, yeah, yeah, we definitely tell the customers that they want to take a spin uh, on a game. We do that, especially like handheld or whatnot. And, of course, for us, I don't know how your friend does it. We actually do uh, five days if you don't like it, bring it back. So if you buy, okay, that's cool. buy, like, if you buy like, say, five games, and within three days, you're like, uh don't like any of them bring my package something different it's all good um, that's nice yeah i mean because at the end of the day we've already got the money and you know i want you to be happy with what you got so mm-hmm. if we can make it where you know you didn't like him look i'm so guys he came back within 20 hours man i already beat it i was like cool go get you something else it's fine i mean you bought it it's cool i would really have some going to be satisfied so try to take for the customer you know building the community that way and uh, build up that kind of trust in the community and they kind of take care of us too. So another reason why I like what we do as well too, because we don't have to be so corporate and stringent and this is, so you got to make sure you got to attach rate so many things and all this stuff that's yeah. from other stores and what they have to do. Then we can generally just be for the public in our, in our local community. Yeah. Cause I'm, I'm like, I'm like my son will drive past a GameStop. He's like, can we go there? I'm like, absolutely not <laughs> we're, we're gonna go to uh, yeah we're going to rock'em sock'em retro if we're going any, anywhere uh there so uh you said uh you know you said you you studied uh in college so mm-hmm. um how was your time studying studying journalism and mass communication yeah the so i had, I had two different stints um the stint right out of high school terrible uh, just i wasn't ready uh you know and at that time um like I didn't know where I was still trying to find out things. I had injured myself in, in, in playing some sports and I went, I was all right, just go here for a year, knock it out and then figure out where I want to go, go to the community college. Right. I jump in and uh, yeah, man, it was a uh, 13th grade and seeing all the same people. I got a kid that's on the way, different things. So I'm just like, you know what? I'm out. You know, I, I just, I just wasn't ready mentally. Mm. Uh, I, I did come back to it. Now the second stint on the other hand, much better. Uh, found myself in the zone where I was good. You know, the arrival of the child was here. That's working fine now. Um, I'll go back. It's not the same faces anymore like I saw before. So it felt like a different experience. Um, and it was really awesome. I had a great, uh, and I had to take some uh, some drama classes. And uh, the guy who did theater out there actually came in and gave me a scholarship after I paid my way back in the first round, which was awesome. Yeah. Uh, and I enjoyed it. I, I, I ate it up. Um, I got through a year and a half um my gpa was right around 3.7 um i was really enjoying it and then that's when we kind of made the move this way to texas and i was like it's cool i mean it sucks you know i had to I had to pull out halfway through that uh third or fourth semester um I'm like hey we're moving you know so i had to you know pull that and uh, then we ended up here i was going to transfer but the way it worked was i was gonna lose half of my credits Ooh. and i was like yeah and at that point i was just like okay i, I said I tried it two times for whatever reasons. First time, definitely, definitely on me. Second time, circumstance, whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. I think it's over for me in that realm when it, when it was about the college side of things. So 
I mean, I doubled down and did some some other stuff, you know, and um, which is cool because I did meet some of the some of the teachers up here and whatnot who uh, was also hitting up the mass communications and some of that stuff here. And I ended up doing getting some DJ gigs and uh, doing a little radio work uh, as well um, throughout that. And I just kind of learned over the time I enjoy doing it. Yeah. Uh, in the right circumstances, that probably would be what my career path would have been. Uh, but it's not to be had. But I get to do stuff like this now. I, I really enjoy doing this. It's fun for me. I get to meet really cool people, interact with them. And I mean, it's a great hobby. Look, if something ever comes of it and, you know, and somebody comes calling and says, hey, we'd like to get you on and do this, that, or the third, and it's, I'm able to fit it into my life. That's even, it's great too. Uh, but man, it was a lot of fun. I, I still, one of my, one of my good friends uh, back home, he was also doing that and he went on it. He's down in Miami. He's done great with the program that I was in down there. Uh, and he's taking that to the next level, done great, excellent radio work. So shout out to him and East Sharp and what he's done. So yeah, yeah. Old memory lane. I'm thinking about as I'm as you asked that question, I started thinking about <laughs> yeah. like all the guys I was in school with at the time, where they're at and, and different things of that nature. It was a lot of fun. I enjoyed it. Like the first time I didn't, like I said, but the second time I really enjoyed it. I was in the I guess I had basically matured to the point to understand the task at hand on it. And I was loving it. And you know, but life had something different for me. But oh. I'm here talking to you, Tyler. So it worked out fantastic. <laughs> so the uh so the mass mass communication is is what you did the second time, obviously, because that's what you're talking about. So right. how did how did that set you up for what you first did with you know covering the NFL and now what you do now it's covering cowboys? Like what how did that give you the confidence and like having that voice like like you do now? Right. Um man, it was just and I still find myself uh, struggling at times, uh, man, is is a lot of it that I that I took from what I got to learn in those realms was pacing, yeah. uh, influx of voice, lows, highs, when to use them, when not to use them. Um, a lot of times, especially when I guest on other people's shows, in my head, it, it's a thousand miles an hour because I'm used to talking quick. Mm -hmm. I literally have to talk myself in my head a lot of slow down. You'll get there don't go but i'm like i have so much i need to get out i don't want to talk too much i don't want to over talk anybody so that's the constant thing that i take from my schooling there that i it's an, even everything that i do now is is a lot of that is the pacing stuff um the confidence i definitely gained a ton of confidence doing it i always I, I was never one even in like we had to do like public speaking for um in high school to do your reports and stuff never was a real issue for me uh, mm -hmm. i enjoyed doing it uh so and that's like my um guidance counselor in high school is like hey this might be where you want to go and and she kind of you know nudged me somewhat into that realm of stuff coming out of high school to go that way um but i did uh, the the pacing though i don't know about you tyler for me it's it's the pacing oh definitely yep. yeah that dead gun pacing and not dropping the dead air and stuff like that yeah like i have conversations with certain people that i do shows with and i'm like I, speech patterns you know something else that i took for, took away from when i was uh, doing the the schooling for it is understanding you know after you've done a couple of shows with somebody you kind of understand their influx and it lets you know how to step in to transition and not step on if you will mm -hmm. and that, those and if you go around and you watch shows that are you know not mass produced like espn shows but if you're watching like um independent shows and whatnot that have multiple people and you can tell like if you pay attention you're like okay 
he understands the influx of where to step in and not. And then there's other shows you can tell they need more time together and, and they're stepping on each other and the host doesn't really know where they want to go and, and whatnot. And like I said, I like it because learning that and where I'm at now, it may be like the point guard. And that's what I like doing. I'm, I, I get to dish, get in and out. You know, if I see somebody struggling, I can come in, help them, pass it to the next person, whatnot. So I really enjoy doing the spaces as well because I talk about point guard and I'm just in distance to get the best out of people. So, um, and how to work about that and learning about speech patterns in my own speech pattern is probably the biggest thing I took away from the schooling though. Yeah, I, I definitely feel that because uh, as you know, I do like a YouTube, an outdoors YouTube, YouTube channel. Yeah, I see that they got the, got the GoPro going on the fishing. Yeah, so like I was doing like, uh, I did like a voiceover thing, getting ready to do like an intro. And like I, you know, I, I normally talk really fast. And so I like I did it because I stayed at a hotel this past week because I was doing stuff for work. And I sent it to my wife. She's like, you sound bored. I was like, I I don't know, man. Like it's it's either I'm talking and mumbling or I sound bored. So I was just like, I'm I'm trying. So right, but right. I, I definitely feel I've talked to I talked to LP about that all, like a lot, like you know about pacing, and it's it's getting better for me. The more more stuff I do, but the more I'm, you yeah definitely yeah. the more and that's what it's about. The more you do it, the better it gets. It's like uh, me, uh, Spoonie and Mariella. I, I I pulled up the shows like our first like two or three shows we did. I said, guys here go look at these and you know, this is probably like year two for us at that point i was yeah. like we were atrocious but we yeah. had to learn each other and i had to learn yeah. their patterns and what they were doing and we watched and spoon was like i can't believe we're still here i said spoon i can't believe people watched us <laughs> <laughs> but you know it was just about getting there and, and getting relaxed and getting comfortable and figuring out what worked for everybody so yeah man the the and as i tell i've had people ask before and we've had conversations i'm like look you're the idea is to get better every single time yep that's just the idea and it's incremental it's not going to be big jumps at times sure earlier there might be some big jumps here and there but for the most part it's incremental be consistent try to be a little bit better every time and not all the times does that happen i mean i've had shows where i went into it i'm like we're about to kill today and i'm like we were trash especially i'm like me i was like man i was so trash today but then i've i've came into shows where i'm like Man, I don't feel like doing this, but I know, you know, it's time. I mean, I had so much going on. I'm like, dear God. And it'd be one of my best shows personally that I've done. I'm like, oh, well, glad I did that. You know, so you just never know. The the, the biggest thing I tell everyone, just consistency. Mm-hmm. Just be there when you say you're going to be there and, and do it consistently. And look, you won't notice it in real time. But after you re- do about a year's worth of, of content, go back to that early content, like the first month versus where you are then. And yeah. you'll be like bro why did anybody watch any of this stuff <laughs> but look yeah. at me now you know and that's the cool side and that's another side too that i enjoyed the the hobby is it's cool to see the growth you know mm-hmm. from people not not just like who i work with with the with the star gang stuff but like people that i that i listen to you know podcast wise and whatnot that do it you know in the cowboys community and stuff and i can see in here like you you can tell if somebody's confident or not you ain't got to mm-hmm. see their face and how they speak and what's going on. And there's certain people that I've that I've heard where I could tell they were eh. And you know, three, four months later, I'm like, oh yeah. I said, I'll get to a show. I'm like, they found their groove. I can tell, I can hear it, I can feel it. You know, it's weird yep. how you can feel that 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 comments and you can tell when somebody hits that groove. It's a beautiful thing to see, man. I cheer, I cheer on everybody. I like to see uh people do well. And um, man, that's just another fun side of it. And again, this is why I enjoy doing the schooling for it, the speech patterns, all that stuff that I'm talking about. I love I, I eat it up, man. I really do. I really, really do like it a lot. 
Yeah. Uh, so like, like one of my biggest things, I like to see people face to face when I'm talking to you like this. Mm -hmm. So like, like doing spaces, like if I can't, obviously I don't get to see people. So that kind of like right. freaks me out a little, but I, I want to apologize to Kelly because he was my first person on this, on this podcast uh -huh. and we didn't do it over video. We just did it over like anchor, you know, cause oh, I, yeah, anchor. Yeah, anchor app, I got you. I just, I'm just like, man, that was rough. And like my sound was off and all that kind of stuff. But like, now that like I got like how to do it like this, like, Right. It's almost like I need to get him back on and like yeah, bring it, yeah, run it back. Yeah, run it the, back. Here's K9 round one, K9 mm -hmm. round two. Look yeah. at the growth. Look at God. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> so uh this last question before we get to our first break here. Sure. You're you're a big fan of the MCU, correct? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What has been your favorite phase, favorite movie, and what movie are you most looking forward to seeing? Yeah, the um Iron Man one's still my favorite all time still yeah. it is and now iron man 2 is probably close, close to the top of my worst all time <laughs> but but iron man once my fave all time there's something that have tried to reach for the mantle and they've gotten close um i think the civil war arc was really good yes I really i really like the civil war stuff uh and how they were able to do it obviously that brought spider-man into the mcu which was awesome um you know tony versus oh man i just everything they kind of did within that realm and how they split and did it. And I know like, if you read the comics, I understand some people's, you know, where they stood was different in the comics and how it was, you know, for the MCU, but I mean, get it aside the way that they set it up and how they handled it. I thought was a one. It brought so many more of the characters around the black Panther, you yeah. know, uh, RIP to, to Mr. Bozeman um, and, and Spider-Man in there and how they did it. So now I, I mean, civil war, that, that phase and, how everything spun off of that and it, and all that kind of really led to the very tail end of things of how they ended you know that phase was that relationship between captain america and iron man and it really kind of kicked off where they were butting those heads there leading up with the civil war so mm -hmm. that right there's probably my favorite part of the phase iron is probably my favorite this phase so far i'll tell you what i love the fact that let's say spoiler alert here if y'all want to pause the report if you haven't watched uh uh the new uh strange uh dr strange i love what they let remy do in dr strange this round yeah, it was fantastic it was so different and i can tell everyone like if you love how the the original spider-man trilogy was shot specifically spider-man 2 mm -hmm. and if you love uh army of darkness done here you are you know yeah. our evil our evil dead i should say our evil dead even here it is boom done like th this is sam Raimi. i'm like i don't know i I dug it a lot, you know. They're not really time. A lot of this feels very independent, this phase, though. Not really, like, there's some cameos here and there throughout these movies, but they haven't really hit that moment where they're tying it together, where things are going to happen. So mm -hmm. I'm intrigued on the ride to see where it's going. And even speaking of that, like, the Love and Thunder just coming out with Thor, it seems like it's going to be very in its own lane and not really tied to anything, uh, you know, within they're going to get into this phase. So, But I'm excited to see it, though. It looks fantastic. Yeah, I like how this phase, phase four, has really like almost you have to go back to like Age of Ultron to like know right. what what is going on. And, that, and Age of Ultron is probably my favorite movie out okay. of all of them. I, I I know a lot of people don't like it, but that's my like what I, like. I, I, what's that? I said yeah, you like what you like. I yeah, yeah. But I mean, it's I I, I just like like I said like, like I like how they called back to it so much, especially mm -hmm. when you see it in like Wandavision. You know, uh, if people right. haven't seen it, spoiler alert, uh, it kind of like shows like he knew what she was going to be 
And right. He, like he basically tried, basically tried to stop Thanos, and then the Avengers was like, "No, you're not." And then Thanos happens, and then yeah, yeah. <laughs> thanks. <laughs> it's all it's all from there. So, all right. Well, we're gonna take our first break here. Um, time's running out, so uh, we'll see you guys in just a minute. All right, we're back from our our break now. So, uh, cowboy stuff. Sure. Uh, you have to be. I'd say you're pretty plugged in uh, individual to this team. Um, when did you decide that you were going to, you know, lay it all on the line out there for people to listen and soak up the things that you say? Cause I, cause I know like just, I, I mean, just looking at your spaces through, you know, a 24 hour period, you may have three spaces and you're, you know, you're pushing like 50 plus people at a time. And, you know, you even got like, you know, you even got like athletes family in those things. So. Yeah, it's been cool. And actually we actually, uh, nation rights mom, uh mm-hmm. this morning which was cool and uh got to talk to her and, and everything and she's really awesome by the way uh so yeah uh you know i got to talk to my dex brother and do some content uh got to talk obviously zeke's mom as well um man i just it's weird because i was a fan already and you know and obviously just doing things you know you got the sports bar watching the games whatever and you know after a while people are like hey what do you think about this what do you think about that and you're constantly getting asked and i was like yeah, man, let's just do an NFL podcast, you know, just kind of start and do whatever. And I had a friend down in Florida, uh, Steve Messiah, shout out to my guy, Steve. And uh, so we did this thing called Deep in the Huddle uh, with Nixon Messiah. And we did that for a few years and we talked about doing some other things and whatnot. And I'd already, it was funny because before I started doing that back in, I think it was like 2012, like I had the Stargate thing already made and done, but I just didn't know what I was going to do with it. It was mm-hmm. just kind of thing I did off the cusp, off the whim. And so I just had it chilling. And then when we got over and I, I did the, I did the NFL stuff for about two years, two, three years, which enjoyed it. I had a lot of fun with it for sure. And that was more of the, and that started with strictly kind of recording. And then I was doing a thing called Nixon six. And each week I would do a written or a video of the okay. six topics, you know, burning so on and so forth in the NFL that I found interesting uh, and those short takes and hits. And then we kind of people that started doing some live shows there towards the end. Uh, and then afterwards it was like, Hey, maybe do this, maybe do that. And like pivoting out into other markets. And he's like, why don't you just go and start doing the Cowboys stuff? And I was like, I mean, I can. I said, I like doing the NFL stuff, but I can, uh, you know, it'd be indifferent. I was like, here's the, and I, we had the conversation. I was like, I can't, I, I didn't want to do both at the time. Right. I was like, Hey, if I'm going to go on this venture, you know, and he's a Giants fan. So let mm-hmm. that, you know, and he did some production for me. It was funny. I was like, but I'm, you know, I'm probably not going to do the, the NFL side too. Like I need to be plugged in one way or the other, just because I'm where I'm at in life. If I had more free time, sure. You know, if this is all I was doing. This was paying the bills and everything. I'm sure. I could do multiple things. That wouldn't be a problem whatsoever. So we started and then I kind of built a little bit of the team with Spoonie and Mary Ella uh, then a couple about a year or so later, we added uh, Professor O. Shout out to Professor O as well. Um, and just I was like, hey, if you get tired of, and I tell, look, everybody's got something to say when it comes not just to the Cowboys, but you know your favorite sports team in general. Yep. Uh, I know I have enough of the schooling from from that side to where I planned on being at anyways. I played the game, and now you know I'm like I'm talking. Everybody asks me questions all the time and whatever. I'm like. I might as well do it this lane and see what happens. If nothing else, I'm having fun with it. That's why I tell people all the time. I'm like, I can, I can disappear tomorrow and my life's fine. Mm-hmm. You know, it's cool. Like I can do it. I can just, and I'm gone and Hey man, it is what it is. And I enjoyed my time here and, and whatever and move on. Um, but I got the people that 
talk on and i get it there there's there's reasons and on <laughs> those those three letter uh networks or the four letter networks and some of those shows and it's like yeah i, I don't watch them at all and I, I tell people and i think that's another reason why i got into it i was like okay this is such tomfoolery yeah you know and and i was like man i think there's a space within this area or a lane that independent people can help and maybe make the fan base get behind something it's a little bit more tangible right something that mm -hmm. has a little bit more meat on the bone it's not just hot take after hot take after hot take you know somebody betting diet mountain dew cases or whatever like get that out. just get it out of here but I, again i understand it's their standpoint and what they do and they meet they do they, they hit a certain criteria yeah but that, that's why for me i really kind of started when i pivoted from the end of to the to the cowboys lane i kind of had the idea of contextual football not not no hot take stuff not no you know oh ooh, ah, uh, you know i, I didn't you know shooting stuff like oh, i think this guy's hurt i think there's something you know ah uh, you know just weird stuff like that i'm like no just be contextual about it be honest with your opinion and just own it when you're wrong yeah. there's not like I, that's the biggest thing to me is like especially on twitter oh so it is so hard to just say my bad i got it wrong yeah I promise you, you'll be okay on the other side. Just say, I'm wrong. I've done it. It's all yeah. good. I have no problem saying I'm wrong. I mean, nobody's perfect. I, I just tell people 96% of the time, I'm 100% right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, even even like even on Twitter and like the, the content creator fan base, you have like shock jocks. And it's just like, you know? oh, come on, man. It's yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah, don't tell the, yeah, though. And it's and they want it it's like yeah, shock jocks is the man, kudos, perfect way to put it. They're gonna come in, it's some hot ass take, excuse my language. No, you know, it's just a, just a stupid hot take of something that's outlandish because they know people can't just scroll by their sales Twitter, it's gonna get traction. Yeah. And and then they'll turn in there and you know, you'll see people say, Oh, you know, go smack yourself or whatever. I'm like, I don't know. And of course, like we see people like, oh, this guy's going to be so much better than this guy on the Cowboys team. And you're seeing Cowboys run. I'm like, just, you know what it is? It's bait. Don't take the bait. But yeah. that's not how social media works, unfortunately. We, we understand that. <laughs> and I try. And look, and there's at times where I'm like, oh, no, no, no. Let me yeah. ease up. Let me, I, I talked about four words. Let me stop. This is not where I need to go. I Let feel that. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> oh, I'm like, oh, no, no, no. That bait almost got me. Let me not do that. And I try to keep it in that realm. And sometimes, look, and we're all human, right, Tyler? Sometimes we we fall for it. But I try to be more contextual, as contextual as I can be yeah. and give those kind of takes. I tell people all the time, I think you can have shows where you'll debate. But it's going to be, or, to me, organically is what I'm talking about. You know, me and Matt, oh, we disagree on the draft. Not because we had a meeting. All right, Matt, oh, you don't like this, but I'm going to like this. I don't yeah. I don't want to do none of that. So, like, you know, I have it a B plus because I can understand what they were doing. I understand the thought process and, and where they went, you know. And day three is what really got me from, like, a B minus to a, to a excuse me, to a B plus. Matt's probably around a C plus. But here's the thing. We're able to debate it with context and reasons why, and, and and I'll give my reasons why, and I understand his point completely. Understands my point. We don't have to scream and yell at each other, and go off, you mm -hmm. know, and have and we get that taken. Look, I feel like it makes the fan smarter, right? It's like okay, he likes it because Definitely. of this. I understand that. Okay, well, he likes it. He doesn't like it as much because of this. Makes sense. It doesn't have to be. I got a hat with a logo or whatever. You know, there's just certain things you don't have to do 
to, to get out there in that realm. So organic contextual football talk is what I like to talk about. So, you know, you on, on Twitter, you're, you're limited to 180 characters, but you also have a Facebook group that you mentioned earlier and, you know, you're pushing 15, what, 15,000. Yeah. About 15,000 over there. You got, you got like 3000 followers on Twitter. So you're five times more on Facebook. Um, almost a thousand on YouTube. Yeah, that's pretty dope. Um, and you're very good at Twitter spaces. Like, like we mentioned, like I can go to bed at, you know, you'll send you. I see, oh, Nick's just having a Twitter space. It's 11 o'clock at night at mine. Yeah. I'm not going to get on, but I wake up at five o'clock in the morning and that man is still on. (laughs) (laughs) It's a sickness. Well, if it's conversation and that's the thing about it, if it's good conversation, I'll, I'll rock with it, you know, yeah. and, and I'll look at whatever and I ain't got nothing else to do anyways. I'm like, oh, well, I'm off tomorrow. It's what it, and then, and there's times where I'll look down I'm like, oh, shit, it's, it's been four hours an hour already, already, really? But yeah, man, I don't know, man. We, we had some, even just like live shows last year before even the Twitter spaces were around. There yeah. was a couple of draft shows that me, Spoonie, and uh, uh, Jay Tuck did. And I mean, my God, I, we looked at us, oh, well, that was a seven hour stream, you know, and we were there. And there's people that are rocking with us the entire time. So yeah. we just going seven, eight hours of doing some draft stuff. Uh, so yeah, man, I don't know. I've, I've been called the. Uh, <laughs> Uh, now Vach, if, if if I do a thing with Vach, Vach says, like, hey, man, I got an hour. I'm like, all right, brother, I understand. He goes, I ain't going to play with you all day. And, you know, so it's kind of known. It, I'll, I'll kind of go a little bit long. I try not to, though. I really do. I really try not to. But yeah, I'm telling you right now, if you keep hanging around with me, we'll stop this in 40 more minutes. We'll run another 40. I don't care because you're chilling. I'm chilling. And yeah. we're talking football and good stuff. So, yeah, I don't know. I, I enjoy doing it. I, I do that. <laughs> I did my five uh, five hour show with you on day two of draft. That is true. Yeah, yeah, you came along for that. Yeah, that was, you know, and we were actually a little, uh, the 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 draft show this year was a. It seemed like they got through it quicker because I went back and looked at last year's live draft show. Uh, boy, they really pumped out round two and three pointers quick, didn't they? Yeah, I felt like it took a lot longer last year than it did. They were flying through some of them picks, man. But even then, I mean, it's still five and six hours. Yeah. Yeah, like I looked and it said like 500 people. I'm like, whoa, I'm just talking, you know, I, I'm not, I, I'm not, I'm not paying attention to comments or anything like that. I don't see them. So I'm just right. like, whatever. So uh, with that being said, like, how has the growth within social media and your knowledge of the team affected you? Because you're, like you said, you, you love the grind. Yeah. I mean, it'll change how you, it'll, it'll, for anyone that hears this and thinks they want to get started uh doing content on their favorite team. We don't have to be the Cowboys. It could be anybody mm-hmm. on their favorite team. Um I just tell people to understand it's going to change how you fan. Right? It, yeah, you're not going to you're you're not going to fan the same way. If you're doing it right, let me say it that way. I ain't taking no shots to nobody. I'm just saying if you're doing it right because you have to be more critical of things that are being done and you can't turn that off when the game's on. Like when the game's on, and look, and I get hyped during the game, don't get me wrong, but at the same time, I'm live tweeting during the game, and I'm looking at, okay, well, and you start noticing and seeing different patterns because you're doing it all the time. So, you know, look, if you wake up and during the week, you might watch first take a couple of times and you pull up on Sunday and watch the game, cool, fan out, do your thing, it's whatever. You know, there's nothing wrong with being a casual fan and enjoying it that way. But once you start doing the film work and understanding the the intricacies of how the front office moves and what they do once you kind of get some of the people that are closer to the things that certain things start landing in your lap and you're starting to put yeah. connecting you're starting to understand why things are happening without it being said 
on the media because you heard it changes how you fan and uh not and i look and i enjoy it still don't get me wrong i mean i went to the games i met a ton of uh content creators on, on top of some of the people that are followers of me and whatnot and had a blast don't get it wrong it's still fun but i'm just saying understand it will change your view in how you cover whatever and cowboys be damned in this if you do it for any team whatsoever it's going to change how you look at it and fam yeah it's i think that's like one of the biggest disconnects and you just said it is like when the way that some people fan but it's i'm not i'm not here to gatekeep but it's like right. those people that are just like the front office can do no wrong. Oh yeah. yeah. It's, it's those people most of the time because mm-hmm. it's those people. And then it, it turns out that they're, they fall into like another, you know, an, another hunger games district. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, so, <laughs> but the odds be in your favor. <laughs> yeah, man. It's, it's like, man, you, you go there and you're just like, man, these guys like must be in some fucking group chat or something. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's always, and it's like, and it's always the ones with like, like I said, I'm not gonna bash, but it's like people with like, they've been around since 2010 with like 137 followers. Was you know they got dogs yeah. and sunglass picks. <laughs> there you go. Right, right. That's a bunch, the way it a bunch, is. A bunch, a bunch of numbers behind their uh, behind yeah. the Twitter name. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, you're yeah. not wrong. Yeah. <laughs> Doug eight six seven five three zero nine. It's just the way it is. It is. Like, I, it, it is funny because literally you'll see a response tweet on something. And I'm like, I ain't got to look. I already know it's going to have like 100 followers, 10 followers, something like that. I can yeah. see the name, the the AV, uh, the the profile pic. I'm like, okay, I know yep. what's in here. Yeah, I, I don't even mess with them anymore. So it's just like, whatever. Yeah, um, skip right over them. So uh, with the previous mentioned uh, growth comes mm-hmm. friends. Yeah, uh, I, I would consider you a friend. Uh, if you could name, uh, if you could name one friend you've met from your social media experience, uh, who would you say is the quote unquote coolest? Um, the one, what I met in the physical form off of here, uh, oh my God, Spoon is pretty damn laid back and chill, man. I like Spoon and he's, he's hyper in the right kind of ways. He knows how to mm-hmm. get me going. Uh, Spoon is really cool. Um, Jay Tuck as well. I mean, I've definitely enjoyed Jay Tuck, Mary. I bet them. Uh, Massey, shout to Massey. Got to uh, kick it with him uh, at the, I think it was the Eagles. Yeah, the Eagles game. Uh, him and uh, his brother uh, was pretty dope to to run in and kick it with them for the game. Um, who else have I? Let's see. Oh, um, oh my guy Ryan from Arizona. Uh, met him. Uh, during the Eagles game as well, too. Him and his uh, girlfriend, man, they were super chill, super fun. Um, let me see. Uh, the coolest, though. Yeah. The coolest. And it can be your definition of coolest. Is that yeah, like, yeah. No, nah, I mean, I am. <laughs> no, man, that boy Mass was pretty laid back and chill. I kind of like his vibe. But, yeah, I guess, I guess I'm going to go with my guy Spoon over. I know I'm, I'm, I'm cherry-picking my, my home team a little bit. Uh, but yeah, definitely, uh, my guy Spoonie, he, he gets amped up, but he, he, he knows how to ride the waves. He knows when he can get me going, but he also is like, all right, here we go. <laughs> Time to exit stage left. Let them keep having fun. We're, we're older statesmen here. Let's just go and let them go ahead the we're going this way. So shout out to my guy Spoonie. <laughs> That's awesome. So, uh, you know, so you, along with that, have you, have you ever met with anyone famous from the team or like in general? from the work yeah. that you do now yeah well i mean prior and during i guess i could yep. say um prior um um garrett Irvin, 
Chad Henning, um, Jason Witten, Miles Austin, Man. and D. Where J. Ratliff, uh, for sure. I, mean, I got a chance uh, to meet them in certain areas and have some conversations. Um, since I've been doing this, uh, since since I started doing just strictly Dallas stuff, um, actually probably not as much because I kind of I kind of separated myself from fanning in certain ways, I guess. Yeah. Like it's like so Makes you sense. know, as as before, I would go out to certain things, there were certain things happening, whatever. And then, of course, some of it was um where the company my wife works for, um, they retired in within with the cowboys. So I got to go to some lunches and different things and have some pretty cool conversations uh with Garrett and Chad Henning. Michael Irvin was a cool, uh really cool. He came and spoke and they got a chance to uh kick it with him, get an autograph and whatnot so there were some different ways we were moving that was getting to do stuff and then like once i started doing the cowboy stuff i kind of chilled on doing some of that just because i'm like i had to find my lane in it and and i think sometimes if you get too close or you tie yourself to a player you know yeah. too hard and you're oh man i'm the pick and then you got the picture of that you met him and everything if you have a something that you say about said player Oh well, dog. Yeah, he, you just saying that because you you shook his hand, talked to him, and stuff. So yeah. I've been indifferent in that realm as far as doing those kind of things and outside and seeking him. Um, I did run to Miles Austin again. Um, so I've been to him a couple of times. You know, and he's not with the team anymore, obviously. Uh, yeah. Miles Austin's a cool cat, though. You know, Miles Austin, a uh, definitely cool cat. Uh, ran into, uh, ran into Emmett Smith. Of course, like I literally ran into like. Oh, there's Emmett in, and that was it. I mean, it wasn't no, yeah, hey, what's going on? Let me get something. It was like, <laughs> oh, damn, there goes Emmett. That's what's up, you know, and then like that was it. Uh, so yeah, I, I definitely had some contact with some prior players, but nobody currently on the team, though. I haven't done much of anything since being on this side of the uh, quote unquote coverage, if you will. Yeah, it's it kind of makes sense because like you, you're trying to, like you said, you're you're pulling back, but you're just becoming more technical, like you said, in, right. in what you're doing and, and stuff like that. Um, so switch to a little Cowboys talk here. It's been a it's been a few weeks since uh, your 20 hours of live streaming on on draft weekend. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, you were uh, you're a little, like like you said earlier. Um, you said you were a little bit higher on the draft than most. Mm -hmm. In your opinion, why did you rate it higher? than most did right because i think in in my board i didn't i had it at 17 first round um picks is where i was at i, I thought there were 17 graded you know cowboys came out and said 15 to 16 they were even less than what i thought mm -hmm. and i said you could give me the 20 on some guys if you know with the geography lottery all right where, where if you tell me this particular player is going to go right here i'm like okay sure that makes sense i could bump him up to a first round pick at that point so to me, in the, in the grander scheme of things, looking at 24, I'm like, I already, if they didn't move up, right, then they were going to get a second round talent in the first round. Yep. Now, a lot of people are going to look at that. It's automatically a deduction. But I'm like, for me, I'm not going to deduct because there isn't. I mean, there just wasn't a first round talent, you know, for them. Now, outside of, of was a Lewis sign, I think that was the only guy they had on the board at safety yep. uh, from Georgia as a number one guy. But now we're talking about positional value, right? So now we're talking about a future, what they believe to be offensive tackle for them versus a safety. So the positional value, right? It kind of changes things up on there. So to me, I understood that. Now, I would love for them to trade back. We had to take Stephen Jones at his word. He said they were going to trade back with Tennessee. Tennessee was going to take their guys, so they didn't trade back. 
Okay, fair enough. I'll, at least I'll buy that. Look, I'm not lambast Stephen for a lot of different things, but yeah, I mean, I, I'll buy that for a dollar. I guess sure. Let's roll with it. Okay, you know, we'll take him for his word on that. So they stuck and picked their guy, and if he turns out to be, and I understand, and that's what thing with a lot of these picks is if they turn out to be is what you'll hear a lot of people say. But that's just the kind of draft it was, in my opinion. I, I said it before, this draft wasn't as good as last year's draft. Yeah. And you wasn't picking at number 10. So you wasn't going to get the same caliber of prospects, you know, this draft that you did last. Now, certain people will say, well, you know, Jermaine Johnson was there. Uh, um, uh, Lloyd, right? The linebacker was there. Nicobe Dean obviously was there. Yeah. And you could have got, you know, insert whatever guard that you like in the second or third round. It's fair. I understand that. On the same token, and we talked about this a lot at the spaces. I said, in my, I said, man, look for tackle. I was like, the tackle position is bad. And if the guards get wiped, they'll go tackle, let him play guard, and he'll be a tackle there. So the tackle position, you lost a starter. doesn't matter what you think about steel. I'm, I'm just saying they, they lost a starter, right, with um, uh, Leo Collins. Yep. Steele's only got one year left on his contract. Tyron Smith's uh, missing game, walking, waiting to happen. That's it. And ball. And you got ball from last year that you drafted. Yep. who basically was registered. So it didn't surprise me that they ended up going a tackle that can that's going to slide in and play guard because you lost a guard that played tackle in college in Connor Williams yeah. who came in and played, you know, now. But the only difference is they plan on Tyler Smith to be a tackle eventually. Um, so it didn't really surprise me uh, on their front. I think it did surprise certain people because of what was on the board. And look, I get it. I don't think anyone thought Jermaine Johnson was going to be there. Right. Right, right and 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 maybe and look at with dean even though with the peck injury whatever that's that's i, I think the size is more of a bigger deal why he slipped in the peck but mm -hmm. dean and lloyd being there i get it you didn't expect maybe those guys to be there so it's not what they would have done but if you start looking at how the draft fell and what and what happened it makes to me it makes just a ton of sense of what the cowboys were trying to do and also with the sam williams stuff to me i'm just like look you can't on one hand Dan Quinn's this goat mastermind and you're always campaigning about what Dan Quinn does and then turn around and, and then slam the Sam Williams pick. Yep. Just doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. You, do you trust Dan Quinn or not? I, I don't know. So, you know, and that's another thing where people get caught up in the draft. They'll start talking about Sam Williams because, but they'll base it on, well, we could have had Jermaine Johnson, but okay, but you didn't. So you got Sam because you, yep. you, went, you took a different player. So I'm not going to knock Sam because it could have had Jermaine. You know, it's those kind of things. Yep. That, that, that are funny to me when it comes to the draft. So to me, that's why I'm hiring. And in day three, I think they got a guy that should have been a second-round pick in uh, Clark at linebacker. We know the injury, yep. obviously. Uh, Ridgeway is my spirit animal, ladies and gentlemen, in case you don't know. Uh, I want to snap next to, like he says. <laughs> I, I had him as a fourth-round grade. You got him in the fifth, right? So I, I think this got really good value. Uh, in the fifth round of, of players that maybe should have went a little bit sooner. I think the Ferguson kid is going to surprise a lot of people. I'm high on Ferguson than a lot of people are. Uh, and I can't wait to kind of see them get into camp and see that take off. So I was a C plus B minus going into day three to a certain extent. The Tober pick, and look, and the Tober pick at 88, no one thought Tober would be there at 88 prior to right. the draft. And, and, and he's there at 88, you get him. The bland pick sticks with me a little weird, though. I got to see what they're doing with him. I think they're going to move him to the safety position. And that was the one wonky pick for me. But we'll have to see how it plays out. But day three, I think they killed it. You look at what they what they had to accomplish, and I think they got it done. So, I don't know. I, to me, I like it. I, I like the draft a lot more than most people. I understand it comes with some asterisks and some waiting. 
uh, for some of these guys. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, what you're looking to see is boom, you got potentially, you got a, a potential left tech, like we said, but you got to, what you expect to be your starting left guard. Got it. Sam Williams should give you tons of snappage this year, right? Yeah. You know, the line always rotates, so he won't be a quote unquote starter, but he's going to get a lot of looks. Obviously, especially with the Gallup injury out, Tobert's going to get a lot of a lot of looks. You go over to Ridgeway, he's probably your one tick now going to split between him and Watkins, and we'll see what Quentin Bohanna can bring to the table. Um, you go to Ferguson, right? 12 personnel. He'll be the number two easily, quickly, in my opinion. Yeah. And now you're back to the 12 personnel. You're getting a ton of snaps out of him now. So, um, yeah, man, I don't know. I, I like it. I like the – and if they believe Clark's going to play halfway through the season. I don't know. Yeah. I, I, that's crazy to me that he had – I know I know. modern medicine is is amazing. Uh, and he fused the back, whatever they say. And if he plays halfway through the season, I'll, yeah, the B-plus is definitely stamped for me in my book on, on that for sure. So who is your who is your favorite pick out of this draft? Or or let's let's go as far as even saying who's your favorite uh undrafted free agent uh, that you liked? Uh Lindstrom, uh Alec Lindstrom uh, okay. from from um Boston College the center. Uh definitely my favorite. I had a fourth round grade on him. I just haven't had time. I don't know what happened to why he went undrafted. Mm-hmm. I mean, he has the DNA, you know, all of his family's played in the NFL. Former brother, I think it was a first-round pick, even if I'm not mistaken. Um, he played at Boston College. They prototypically, for the most part, off. I mean, he played against the offensive lineman that went pretty high on Zion Johnson. Yeah. I don't know. I just – I looked, and I obviously got to watch him doing the tape for Zion and everything. I, I thought he was – I thought he was good. I don't know. I Again, I'm not doing a good service here for your show or people that are following because I'm saying, I want to dig into why Lisham didn't get drafted. I just haven't yet. But I love the Lisham. Hey, look, I like the kid from Texas Tech, the kicker. It's got a little moxie to him. Yeah. Yeah, I like, I like the Texas Tech kicker. That'll make K-9 kind of happy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what's – uh? oh, shoot. Is it uh like no the kicker for the Bengals from last year? Is it oh McPherson? Oh McPherson, yeah, he's got yeah, yeah, he's yeah. got some swag to him too. Yeah, so. yeah, definitely. So hopefully they start coming out like that, you know. Yeah, I mean, hey man, they 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 scooped him, they scooped up the Texas Tech kid, and then uh old boy from SMU immediately got the chompers, got up out of here. So I think they expect him to do things for them. Uh it's gonna be intriguing to see what he brings to the table. Obviously, people love Bell, you're right, the the safety from Florida AM. He yep. was a original 30 uh Top 30 uh, visit for us, whatnot. You got him paid, even paid a little bit extra to keep him out of Philly. Uh, so it'll be intriguing to see what they do with him. Um, I'm, I've read a couple of different spots. I like what they did free uh, in the undrafted free agents, which they always do pretty well, though. Mm-hmm. That's one thing they've always been good at, no matter what. Um, and again, they got one of the highest grades uh, throughout the NFL on the undrafted side. So, yeah, man, it'll be intriguing to see what happens with them uh, in training camp. So, uh, this is this is like breaking news or whatever. It was the uh, uh, Mike Flora just put out that you know the uh, the owners need a count of twenty four owners uh, to oust Dan Snyder. You think they're gonna hit twenty four? I don't know if you've seen that yet. Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking. I'm thinking. Um, mm, they should. I'll say it that way. Yeah, they maybe. should. Yeah, for sure uh, they should. And I think I'm gonna I'm gonna side with. I bet they do. Now, here's the thing. The NFL is very hard-headed at times, but I think here's what they can do. If they voted to get him out of there, they can kind of make the rest of it disappear. And I don't. I think yeah. at the tail end of everything, I don't think they really want the long lineage of emails that's being sued and being talked about now with John Gruden. I don't think they want – they don't want them ghosts out there. 
Because yeah. I just want to catch up a lot of other people that are not just Washington Commanders related. Right. I just catch up a lot of NFL people. So to me, this is where it's finally gotten to the the crescendo here of, hey Snyder, it's been real, brother. You're about to fall on the sword and uh, protect the shield at all costs, as we would say, yeah. and, and move forward. So I, I think they're going to do it just because they want to kind of get rid of the other stuff that's going on. Yeah, it's or, or could potentially go on. I should say, I I I I know what he does for the league, I guess. But it's it's crazy that they let this go on as far as they did, especially after what happened to Richardson in Carolina. True. I mean, no, not his was true. like a what well, his was like a pair of jeans or something like that, right? Right. <laughs> yeah. You, I mean, you know, and they were like, "Boom, yeah, this stuff here." I mean, telling me, I mean, forget the the lawsuit side of it. I mean. So criminal stuff kind of seems to me, you know, the SA, you know, I, I mean, you got cheerleaders basically in rooms waiting for people to, die. I'm like, what is, I'm like, yeah, what is going on? Over Laundering the, money. <laughs> you know, I'm like, and I get it. Like there's definitely things that happen with billionaires that we are not uh, right. aware of or what, fair. Right. And we're not say we're not here to say anyone's more holier than thou or anything else, but Brother, y'all had a lot going on over there, my guy. <laughs> Jeez, not like what are you doing? I'm like, this should have been like the ultimate ending to Ozark. It's the owner washing <laughs> and putting the gun to old boy's head and everything. And it was the Washington team uh laundering the money and then making oh uh what's his face wash it for him. <laughs> yeah. I mean it's it, right there in the nation capital, too. You know, uh, <laughs> ain't no place like home, baby. Yeah, ain't no place say, like <laughs> ain't no place like home. <laughs> Oh, so man, it's funny. Um, so what do um, what do you think needs to happen on both sides of the ball for those units to take the next step for us to really consider them contenders for the next level? Yeah. Um, offensively, you definitely the offensive line's got to come together, right? Yeah. I mean that's that's a one. The we got to see what this offensive line. You lost two starters, and the center play wasn't good last year. Uh, I mean forget even explain all that you got zach martin at a bunch of possibilities yeah and and you got to get there keller moore has to be a better play caller when it's matching up against zones he has to do a better job and look and he's a young play caller he should get there right yeah so you he needs to be a little bit better so that's the two biggest things for me offensively is play calling versus zone gets better we got to make sure this offensive line is adequate uh with the guys that they lost and who they're bringing in this year defensively i think it's uh, <laughs> You're probably not going to get 30 plus turnovers again this year. Right. Right. It's it's hard to Anomaly. do it. Yeah, it's hard to do it. So to me, defensively, I think the thing is quarterback pressure's got to go up, right? If you're not going to, if you're not going to get the turnovers, go get the quarterback, right? I think that helps offset if they're not getting the turnovers. Um, and of course, man, we've been talking about this forever. And hopefully, you know, with with them getting um my spirit animal from Arkansas <laughs> at the at a at a D tackle man, this run game's got to stop. Like, we got to be able to stop the run. And yeah. it wasn't as bad as it has been, but, boy, when it mattered the most, we couldn't do it. And I was like, my goodness, here we are, right back to square one. And kind of once Brett Urban left, when he got hurt, you saw the run defense kind of go downhill some. Mm-hmm. And then, boy, that playoff game was just brutal. Oh, yeah, gut punch after gut punch, you know. And, and you know, so hopefully – Obviously, they drafted to do some things there, and and we'll see. But defensively, pressure on the quarterback and stopping the run, because again, and I, I'm gonna hate. You know, I'm gonna hate. I'm gonna, honestly, I'm gonna hate because they're gonna do this as soon as Diggs doesn't have another ten plus interceptions. 
oh, he's trash. You already know it's coming. No matter how well he's playing, if, he, yeah. if he's going to hit with like four to five interceptions, like, see, he ain't no good. And I'll be up here pounding the table like, you guys are idiots. <laughs> then I'll take the bait. I'll take the bait then is where I'll be at tapping like this. <laughs> but, but PFF says. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. yeah. And, and that's the other thing, too. And the PFF, well, they're smart. Those, those guys go there their PFF because they've got people now. They'll use PFF to prove a point. They'll also use PFF to disprove Another point. I was like, no, either either you buy PFF or you don't. Don't use yeah. it conveniently to make your point right. And they're like, no, 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 no. PFF, get it out of here. It's, but I mean, it's all within the season, man. Get well, Tyler got my juices flowing, ready for this uh, preseason. This these numbers <laughs> and stuff starting to roll here. <laughs> no, I mean, I I really don't follow like the PFF stuff, but I do like the next gen stats. Right. I, I think that's probably one of the best sets of metrics that you can. You I agree. Can I like the next gen a lot too. I'm with you. I, here's what I tell people when it comes to analytics: take all of it. As, as a measuring point in different things. And then how's it match it with the tape? Because we get yeah. we get too caught up on the raw data numbers and, and yeah. not matching it to the tape. And that's why I talk about when it talks about context. We say it happened every year with the draft. Like all of a sudden, a player's supposed to go really high. Then there's no more games being played. And then they do the the underwear Olympics. Oh, he's going down. And he and he yeah. falls down. It's like, but you and I've had it happen before. Like, let me turn the tape back on. Did I miss something? Yeah. I turn the tape back on. I'm like. I don't care what they're talking about over here. I'm like, the tape shows me I'm seeing it against quality uh, competition, everything else. I, you know, I, I'm out of here. I don't care about the tape. I mean, I'm, I don't care about these little analytics and what they're trying to push the narrative on right now. The tape shows me differently. So I think at times it has to be well-balanced, you know, and same thing with analytics. I think they're great. I think they work. I think it's all within the context of what you're looking at on the field. Yeah. That's like my, 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 my guy, Thayer Munford from Ohio State. He went undrafted. You know, and, and that's only because in 2021, he he said, hey, I'll play guard. So, you know, Dwayne Jones can play right tackle mm-hmm. and Nick can play left tackle. And obviously he didn't play as well as guard. But in 2020, he only allowed three pressures all season. Right. You know, in all American. And just like yeah. dude's gonna, the dude's going to play left tackle. And, you know, in the NFL. Right. Yeah. Somebody got him in the spinny draft capital. Right. It's crazy, yeah. man. Uh, so the listener, uh, see, we got five minutes. Okay. The listeners know that I've been, I've never been to a Cowboys game at all, okay. any stadium. Um, what's your favorite Cowboys game that you've ever been to and most memorable moment of that game for you? Um, man, I mean, um, the Falcons game was pretty fun this year only because, uh, it was my guys, um, basis bachelor party. So, we went to he wanted to go to a Cowboys game because he had never been outside of a preseason to a Cowboys game. So okay. we picked a good one to go for him as he's about to go get married, obviously, <laughs> uh, as one of the grooms. But I don't overall, I mean, I tell you, man, I probably some of my favorite uh, memories is the old uh, Texas Stadium going to that one. Um, it felt more like football. I mean, you know, this is an event when you go to the stadium now. Yeah. Um, it just is. But going to old Texas Stadium, uh, the first game I ever went to, I'll use that one. The first game I ever went to was Monday Night Football. Uh, we played against back then the Washington Redskins is what their name was at that point. And that was the night they were putting the triplets into the ring of honor. Okay. So if you, if you notice the night that we put the triplets in the ring of honor, I was in the end zone where Santana Moss, not once, but twice caught those two touchdowns. And we ended up losing the game on yeah. Monday night football. And again, it was, uh, it was in true Parcells passion. Oh, we got 10, we're up 10 points. Take the air out the ball. It was cool to Mark Burdell decided to throw those two big bombs to uh, Santana and uh, 
and uh, suck us up and take that L. So very memorable. Uh, there was a, it was a pretty, like there was, there was some Washington fans there. It wasn't like 50, 50 or nothing, but I mean, I'll tell you what, there's a dude down in front of me and they were roasting the Cowboys fans were all the game long. I was like, man, this dude was just sitting there, not moving. Just got his arms out. Just, not, just nothing the whole game. They scored the first touchdown. He didn't say, he still didn't say nothing. Yeah, man. They scored that second touchdown. That dude came out his seat and turned around and just let all them dudes have it. I was like, fair enough. Yeah, I mean, my man sat there in perfect silence, and he didn't jump when he got the first one. When they got that second one, though, he let them know. They were in, and of course, not to scare nobody, man. They're, they're, I, I told him, hey, just chill, just right here. There was some fights, some ambulances going. That was a, but again, first one, Texas Stadium. Uh, right. You always remember your first one. That's what they tell you. That's what they tell me anyway. So that was the first one I went to most memorable. I've, I've enjoyed some other ones. Uh, just quick highlights of some of those. Uh, I was there for the Tony Romo five touchdown pass game, um, uh, Thanksgiving day against, uh, the Bucks when he set the record. Yep. That was a cool one to be at. And Roy Williams was such a hitting machine that game. Like me and a friend of mine who went with me, uh, John Witten, like, we started to counter every time you hear, you could hear the pads pop when he was hitting. That's, I was that's like, what I was going to ask. Oh boy. I was like, man, it was like, and it would look like a regular tackle, but you would hear the pads pop. Me and John Lynch is like, Hey man, I know we played the game. I don't want no smoke with that at all. Yeah. And we, I think I, by the end of the game, I think we hit him like eight, about eight of those just, you can hear him throughout the stadium when he was hitting people. I was like, dear God. Uh, I was at the, uh, was that the Monday night game where we played, um, we played Green Bay and Favre got hurt and Aaron Rodgers came in. I was at that game as well. Okay. Uh, that was a cool one to be at. Um, seeing Aaron Rodgers get his first real meat and bones of uh, NFL work uh, due to the injury. Um, last game I went to, and I there's some others, but of course, the last game I went to, stupid playoff game. I don't want to talk mm. about it. Yeah, we the one this year that we lost. Man. Yeah. 25 uh. pressures on the quarterback. Oh, 25 pressures. Yeah. Got to get that offensive line right, brother. <laughs> Turn stop. But, and uh, I, I, I don't know why they didn't make any changes as the offensive line coach. I'm, there. Whatever. I mean, that's the nep- nepotism in, in the NFL. Right there. There. there it is, brother. That's the way it is. All right, guys, we're going to take uh, break number two. So we'll be right back. All right, everyone. Welcome back. Uh, so. You said that you, you did play. So, did you play offensive lineman? Is that what, is played, that what you uh, I, I played outside linebacker and tight end. Ooh. One of those. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. 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 No, early. I did play some O-line earlier, uh, but by the time I got into high school, it was outside linebacker and tight end is where you, I was at. So, you, were you, so, I know, like, the high school that I went to, they were just uh, – it's basically known for, like, a running team. Were you guys like that? You know, like a run-oriented yeah, yeah. offense. I was playing. I was playing. Yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. I mean, I was playing. I was playing high school football here in the mid to late nineties. Yeah, yeah. That's what. That's what the game was. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it's just a wishbone veer. Exactly. You know, what it is. Yeah, that's 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 where it's at. So I say tight end, but yeah, I was basically offensive lineman. <laughs> I, I, I run maybe, you know, seven, you know, seven uh, routes a year. <laughs> yeah, uh, I've seen it because like. Uh, I always say that because I, I never played organized football. I just played soccer, uh, and that's why because like I like to run fast. I was a fast dude, but right. I was small. I was like 140, 150 pounds in high school. So gotcha. I just played soccer because 
Oh, what am I going to do? Play wide receiver, right? <laughs> on, a t- on a team that doesn't throw, <laughs> that doesn't throw the football. <laughs> yeah, so. See, it's like it's funny because uh, I had a friend as well. He was short. He's going to play wide receiver. He's like, well, we're not going to throw the football. So he's like, I'm playing cornerback because at least I can do that. I was, I was yeah. like, well, you probably have an opportunity to catch the ball more playing cornerback than you will playing wide receiver in this offense. So good call. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so. So back to the Cowboys stuff. So besides AT and T Stadium, mm-hmm. uh, what NFL stadium would you would you most like to visit, and why? Yeah, I think man, I really like to go to uh, Lambeau Field. I just think you know the history of the NFL uh, and and things that it means for the history of the football of the NFL football game and whatnot. I think Lambeau Field for sure. Uh, would like to check check that off the old list. Um, I'd like to go to the Soldier Field. Oh, that'd be a good one. I like to go to Soldier Field. Again, history. You know, for me, it's all about the history. Like these new fandangled stadiums, whatever. Sales would be cool because they're loud and whatnot. Yeah. And, uh, so that'll be one of the newer ones where I'll be newer ones. I, mean, I know they're not like new, new. The Raiders new one is pretty dope looking as well. But yeah, top of the list for me, for sure, uh, would, would be Lambeau and probably uh, Soldier Field. But so I'll it, it, soon. Have you been to a good amount of the, so have you been, let's just say, have you been to like MetLife or, or the Link or anything like that? Nah, nah, no, I haven't. No, nah, I don't. I've been, uh, I've been over in uh, Tampa, so I've been to some of their, uh, the uh, Raymond James, excuse me. Um, and that's pretty much it. I mean, I've just basically just been to Cowboys, uh, home games, and so, yeah, so, don't, not a whole lot of traveling for me. The Southern boy, so would yeah. you, would you like Soldier Field or Lambeau, say, mid December? January. I would do. Here's the thing. I would do Lambo <laughs> in mid December. I'm not doing the Windy City in mid December. I just, I'm good. Lambo. Look, I think there's a reason to go to Lambo because of the cold and what it means. Ice Bowl, right? Tied to the yeah, Cowboys, yeah. different things. Chicago. I, look, man. I want to go to Chicago. I want to have some Chicago style pizza. I want to walk around, maybe take in the sights. I ain't trying to be cold, man. Nah. Uh, and 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 shout, my my dad went work there once. I was an electrician. He said it was the coldest place he'd ever been in his life, and he would never go back there again. So yeah. that's always stuck with me in my entirety of life. So Lambeau feel cold? Yes, I'll do it because I think it matters. Chicago? No, I want the nice warm weather. Maybe if I can match it up the right way, maybe catch a game over at Wrigley Field, right? A little two-for-one action, if you will, uh, and eat good and, and be comfortable and not die in the in a frozen uh, uh wind that's the thing that worries me is the wind there i'm like god bless i know how it is when it's cold and then you got the wind on top of it there in chicago yeah. you know about i don't know yeah uh, i'm getting cold thinking about it so have you ever had one of those chicago one of those chicago dogs with like the sport peppers and shit on oh, yeah not, oh, not an authentic man. yeah see not an authentic so again so there's things in chicago i want to really get out and, and get involved in see frozen tundra lambo field look i know where i'm headed let me get there to the game, be frozen, and get out. Chicago, I want to I want to take it in. I want to take in the sights, the foods, yeah. the different things, some authenticity with Chicago and what that brings. Yeah, the place I work for, their main office is in uh, Chicago. So I go there nice. for like, training and stuff like that. So oh, yeah. it's like Portillo's, pizza. Yeah, you look at you. You're know? yeah, <laughs> like, you rubbing it in all the best life. You're like, oh, yeah, I had to go to Chicago, you know, <laughs> just get that old – the, the old Chicago style pizza. So yep. far from living up here. Ah, we I, I know someone that's from the area that's down where I'm at. And uh, but the place starts with a G in Chicago. What's the name of the pizza joint? G-O, G-O-E, I forgot the big name. Anyways, they ship them now. Okay. And they're like, and they're like, 
oh yeah, done. And they give them shit. They like, this is where it's at. I'm like, I said, here's the thing. It's like, you come over. It's good. This is what you want. I'm like, yeah. I said, but here's the thing. Experience. I want to, I want the first time I get it, I want to be there. And then if I want to get one shipped to me, so be it. Yeah. I want to be there and really, you know, dig into it. But um, yeah. it's, I'm like, I see, I see a lot of people don't hate on the Chicago style pizza. I'm like, I don't know. It looks good to me. I'm like, marinara sauce, check. Yeah. Tons of it. Check. Yeah. Bread. Okay. What uh, cheese? I'm like, what is what are we missing here? What is the problem? Yeah, the experience, you know. Yeah, it's like one bite, everyone knows the rules. It's like one of those things. Right, right, right. But I'll tell I'll tell you a place. So you, you talk about being cold, like Buffalo's cold that time of year. Oh, yeah. So is Cleveland, and that's Amari Cooper is gonna hate it there. So is oh, yeah. I, I yeah. tell you, man, I tell like there's nothing like the you know, they say like Chicago's the windy city. There's mm. nothing like because uh, in the winter time, so let's say like October, end of October to like February, Cleveland gets like a straight northwest wind. But what's to the northwest of it? Ooh. Lake Erie, and it yeah, sits right on the lake. Right off the, yeah. And they have the open end on that on that side on the. So they have the open end on the, yeah. the west oh. northwest side. So it's like, dude's gonna be cold. That that that's a miserable place. Like, yeah. Thankful they don't have like primetime games because if they did, like, there's sometimes that's that stadium. Uh, you know, they get in, in December and stuff, they'll, mm-hmm. they'll get six inches of snow in one night, six, right. seven, eight inches of snow. So like Cleveland and Chicago is just as bad as, as Cleveland and Buffalo is just as bad right. as Chicago and Lambeau. But whew, yeah. Good luck. Hey, Godspeed to me, man. You know, I don't wish you <laughs> no ill will and, and whatnot, but yeah, if you don't like the cold, he's in, yeah, that's, it's not going to be good for him. We'll see what, how that plays out. At least he's not in the division. I'm going to just, you know, be happy yeah. with that. But yeah, definitely though, I'm putting that on the list. Definitely not. Uh, so Cleveland, yes, not late in the year. Got it. Noted. Sweet. Yeah, you, <laughs> oh, not at all. Yeah, no, no. You can. Uh, sorry about that, listeners. You uh, but no, like if you if you come early in the year, I live like 90 minutes from like the football hall of fame. So, awesome. And that's that's, that's dope. Like I, I was talking to Steven the other day. Uh, like all the all the state. Uh, championships for high school are played at that stadium now. Oh yes, what's up? That, that's a that's, that's a cool. that's a dope experience. Like yeah, I mean we playing, went there. Yeah, we went. Yeah. My family and I we went there. Uh, they were still doing stuff under construction, but now like uh, when we when we went to the Hall of Fame, they actually yeah. had like holograph rooms. Like you walk in and like a holo- hologram of like players pop up. But now uh, they built a hotel. When you check in, you're like my favorite team is the Cowboys. When you go in, they customize your room to be like all cowboy stuff. So oh, I've up. never done that because I, I live so close to it, but I, yeah, I you got to yeah. experience. I bet that is. Yeah, I, for sure. Yeah. I mean, holograms and stuff. I mean, the future we're here now, we're seeing all this stuff. It's like, all right, bring back hologram uh, Tupac. Let's go. Yeah. You know, but, <laughs> but no, that is man. Like the hologram stuff. I'd definitely be interested in that. That's, that's definitely something on the, on the, you know, the menu for me as well is making that trip to, uh, Canton to to go to the Hall of Fame because I haven't been yet. So that's one another experience a lot. So I mean, it's for the historic stuff. Yeah. Sure, I would eventually let's get to go to like all of our divisional rivals on the road. Yeah, but for me, going to see the Pro Football Hall of Fame, Lambeau, Chicago, the historical stuff of the league is yeah. what I really let's go sink my teeth into. Yeah, Heinz Field will be another good one. Yeah, it's because it's yeah, it's 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 a pretty epic stadium. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, it's a lot of a lot of history there definitely so i i can't remember are you, are you a fan of 
were or were you a fan of wrestling? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not right. as I'm, I'm. I mean, I, I still dabble in it. Okay, but not 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 as much as I was once watching. Yeah, once once was watching. That's a little word jumble there to have fun with. Geez, but yeah, I still keep up with it as much as I can. Um, and and I love the Roman Reigns run right now with the bloodline oh, and the acknowledge no. me. Oh no, it's no. great! It's great because they finally let him be who he wanted to be the whole time. Instead yeah. of trying to force the baby face on him. See, I yeah. like gimmicks when they work and they matter for a reason. Mm-hmm. And like they matter, like the way they did it with him. I like it. I'm, I'm super upset. My guy Bray Watts out of the game. He's not anywhere. I'm hoping to see him pop up on AEW or, yeah. or, or New Japan somewhere. I'd love to see him get back in the game. Um, AEW is interesting to me in a lot of ways. I, I, there's things I absolutely love about AEW. And there's things on my like, guys, y'all, if y'all just did a little bit here, you could really do some things. The WWE for me is a little weird right now because, I mean, Stephanie McMahon just walked away. Uh, Triple H just walked away. Oh, really? Know. I didn't know that. Yeah, Stephanie, uh, she put up a thing. Let's see, H and Shane already walked away. Apparently, H is taking the sabbatical. And Stephanie said, hey, legacy, blah, blah, blah. I'm taking time away. Yada. So I don't know. I know there's word that they've been trying to sell. It's like NBC mm. for a while, and I don't know if that's some of the positioning of what's going on there uh, with them. Uh, but I will say, I did watch the last WrestleMania. I, dude, I'll be honest with you, it's one of the best WrestleManias I've seen in a long time. I really, I don't like the two-day aspect yeah, of it. I don't like the two-day aspect, but man, I think they really delivered for the most part. Outside of the championship match, the very end, I think something happened there, and they had to go home real quick is what happened. Yeah. Um, but overall, man, it was really good. Did you get a chance to watch it? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. That was uh, my my boys are really big into wrestling. Uh, awesome. So eight and five. So they're like last was it last night? Yeah, last night they're like we want to stay up and watch Randy Randy Orton and you know they're fighting the Usos. I'm just like okay, yeah. guys. <laughs> uh, but <laughs> but like they, you know they just had like the Sasha Banks walkout or whatever whatever was going on there. Mm-hmm. But it's but like to your thing with AEW, it's like they sign all these guys, but then they don't know what to do with them. Right. And that, I think that's, and they, they're only on for like two hours, you know? Mm-hmm. And so it's just like, yeah, it's like, like sometimes you have a more coherent plan. Like it, and then the Friday night, the rampage, it's only an hour. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, they're getting like three hours a week too. Yeah. So I'm like, I don't, you know, and, and I'm like, I understand like partly what they're doing, but I, I just, it needs to be a little bit more cohesion there. And that's what kind of sucked because the idea where it first started was, Right, it was, and, and now the big slap in the face with uh, the American Nightmare being back over with WWE now. Yeah, and, you know, whenever Rhodes and it was, you know, Rhodes, it was Omega and uh, the Bucks, and they kind of came together to do this, and and where it was starting out, and then it got weird, and they got weird with each other, and that's when some of it kind of aided, kind of lost us off track a little bit. Yeah. Um. But man, shout out to Jericho and what he does over there. And I mean, obviously, shout outs to uh to Punk. And like I said, there's a lot of stuff to really love about it. Um, but just a little bit more cohesion to me. And you're and maybe if it was two two-hour shows, maybe we could get there and maybe book it the right way. But it's still fun. I enjoy, I enjoy the brand. Uh yeah. for sure. And it's good for wrestling, especially seeing it, you get to see like Ring of Honor and different people, they'll they'll do the crossover. That's yeah, awesome that's as awesome, well, yeah. too. And it gets those kind of wrestlers good pop with people maybe don't know about them. Um, it'll be interesting because I know they talk about the forbidden door with the WWE and maybe something. And there's been there's been some heating on the on the pages and talking. 
is Roman going to show up to AEW with the little jabs he's had at Punk and Punk's had the jabs and maybe that happens? It would be pretty. It would be pretty awesome if they did it. Yeah, I, I seen that they gave him the Brock Lesnar contract, yeah. which which surprised me because I didn't watch the match last night. I asked my boys this morning, uh, and they said that Roman Reigns interfered in that match. And I was like, I'm surprised he was on because he's got the Brock Lesnar contract now, where he can just show up to never, the, yeah. you know, nothing basically now and still win mm-hmm. his championships. So that if they are posturing like that, it would probably be good for the WWE because you know they've. They've lost a lot of viewership going to the PG era, I guess you would call it. True. It's, <laughs> it's different. Yeah. It's especially it was weird when they had like, you know, like Adam Rose in the bunny suit and all that nonsense. Yeah, yeah, there, yeah there was some some intriguing <laughs> characters of the time. But you know, they but the other thing too with the Fox, they already said like on the Friday night Smith that they were a more adult-oriented show. Yeah. So now that's why we're getting uh uh the former punter. Um Pat McAfee. Pat McAfee, him on there doing some things. And shout out to him at WrestleMania. And the yeah, show dude. He put on. What a, yeah. Oh. <laughs> dude, the, the, was it, he did a backflip off the top rope, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, dude. <laughs> and, 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 and on top of that, the way he took the stunner. Oh, yes. Best, yes. Best sell of all time. Got to be. Oh, my goodness. Oh, man, it was so epic. So, epic yeah, time. it'll be interesting. I think, and obviously, them giving the Reigns contract is kind of, you know, he's going to do some more movie stuff. We kind of know that. Yeah, um, it'll be intriguing to see how he moves, though, and how much he. We'll find out. To me, I think we'll find out how much he really loves the business or not. Is we'll find out with that contract. But um, right now, there, you know, I, I will say I do think them thinning the roster has helped WWE some. I like where the roster is a lot more now than maybe say about a year ago. Yeah, so there's some some clarity to it, which is which is cool. But it's just gonna be weird how they bring up new talent now since how they've changed and worked reworked NXT. Um, I know a lot of people wasn't fans of that, so uh, yeah, it, but yeah, I mean, the rest, I don't know. We'll never obviously the era of, of the, the Monday Night Wars and everything, we're never going to get that again. The players aren't there, yeah, and whatnot. And but it can be a little bit less of the foofy, you know, yeah. they, they need more, they need more shoots, you know, not, right. not so many. They it's almost like so. Uh, I watched that, um, that show on on peacock the one called evil by wwe yeah. mm-hmm. uh the hulk hogan one where like no yeah. one actually knew what he was going to do for D, uh, wcw like right. only i think only bischoff knew and it was mm-hmm. just like that's what that's kind of like what it needs um but so to where this was going is i want you to if you can for us okay cut your best 30 second wwe style promo for the audience on why <laughs> so and so is is your favorite draft pick is going to be great oh man I don't, do, I, do i have a promo in my bag i'm not good at promos all oh, the wrestling ones but I, let me see what i can do let me see who i'm gonna pick mm. you're out here disrespecting sam williams don't like him think he's a work in progress but you know he's from dan quinn's stable you like dan quinn you believe in his stable, but he picks Sam Williams and y'all don't like him. It's a borrow by my man, Macho Man Randy Savage. The cream always rises to the top. <laughs> and if you buy Dan Quinn, then you gotta buy Sam Williams. Best there I can go. do. Best yeah. I can do. That's that's good. <laughs> that's a, that's short, sweet, and to the point. That's like 
Woo! Yeah, old school. Yeah, the old Ric Flair, baby. Yeah, you already know. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so let's get down to the last two questions. I know you got things to do. Uh, Who are your top three underrated Twitter followers for people to follow? Got you. Um, top three underrated. I'm a, I'm a return sort to my guy, uh, the young Dylan Wilson. Yeah. If he's consistent, old Dylan Wilson for sure. Uh, you know, I, I'm gonna keep it here. If y'all ain't tuning to my guy Tyler, uh, great follow. <laughs> we have some great conversations around the way. I, I think you know more people should be tuned into to what you got going. Uh, I think you're an underrated follower, and I'm gonna give some love to uh, I'm gonna see a little bit. LP Massey. I like both of them guys too. I think they're underrated follows. Uh. You know, and I know you're going to try to tag and let people know, but I'm going to throw some other names out there. Spoonie, yeah, Mary good. Ella, you know, um, Spoonie, Mary Ella, Matt O, Professor O, um, another good one. So, yeah, uh, and, and man, man, uh, 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 there's some, who am I forgetting? Uh, there's a particular person. I got Massey, got LP, Dylan. There was one. Uh, oh, I mean, he's not really underrated. Oh, my God, J-Tuck. I mean, J-Tuck. you got you got to watch, so, yo, J-Tuck. He's a good follow tonight. He, he ain't underrated by any chance. I think he's, I tell you, I think he's like 10K, 11K now on, on the follower train. But funny guy, though. He, 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 he's got some jokes, and, I, and it, it keeps me entertained as well. It's, it's always great when you, when you get on the timeline and you just see, like, him going at, other, at like, the rival fans. Eagles, yeah. Giants, and just like, <laughs> yep, he's on it. <laughs> Thanks. So, last question. Rate these foods in order. Okay. One through five. All right. Pizza, fried chicken, okay. brisket, okay. burgers, okay. tacos. Okay. Um, tacos is going to be number five. Yeah. Yeah. Tacos is going to be number five. Uh, we're going, see, what was, what was number two you named? Pizza, brisket, burgers, and what fried chicken. One? Fried chicken. Oh, <laughs> mm, okay. I see. We're going to do tacos five, burgers four. I'm going, man, brisket, Jesus Christ. I'm going to go pizza three, brisket two, fried chicken one. My man, fried chicken yeah. all the way. All the way, fried I chicken. Fried chicken. I, look, I tell people all the time, and they'll say, hey, you got to get rid of this. Look, this is why I'm, I'm not going to hate on Sam how too hard for not having a steak. I mean, you should eat steak, though, Sam, over there. But if with guns to the head, like, hey, you got to give up fried chicken, you got to give up steak, I'm like, I'm sorry fried chicken it's been real i mean uh steak it's been real you've been good to me but i ain't, yeah. I ain't giving up my fried chicken it ain't gonna happen i'm, yeah. I'm here for it <laughs> i'm a i'm a fried chicken fiend like we, you can yeah. take me anywhere i'm like what's on the chicken menu <laughs> that's yeah, that just part. the way i am man yeah like, I'm with when, you. I, when i go somewhere for work like you know it could be cleveland it could be louisville i'm like where's your best chicken place <laughs> that's Sign just, me up. just the way it is man can't help really? it i would if you ever get down to texas Golden Chick. You ever get Golden down to chick. Texas, East Texas? Golden Chick, pretty good stuff, man. You should definitely uh hit them up and try them out. I know up in Dallas, there should be some up there in Dallas for sure as well too. I know there's one down in Houston on the backside towards Katie, I think. So there's definitely some up there, but yeah, Golden Chick's pretty dang good. Uh, most people when they come, they haven't been here. They're coming to visit me. I'm like, all right, let me speed over to Golden Chick real quick. Fire. It's good nice. stuff. I'm with you though. Chicken. Yeah, the steak. Look, man, I can't have steak marinara, but I can have chicken marinara. You know, like the old chicken yeah. parm, the old chicken parm sandwich. Yeah. Chicken, chicken cordon parm. blue. Oh, oh chicken cordon blue. Come oh, on, man. Chicken's, man, chicken's so universal. Look, it is. Look, I'm going to get my uh, old forest, um, uh, forest cup. I'm going to get my Bubba, my Bubba shrimp on here real quick. Fried, I mean, man, there's so many ways you can do the fried chicken. 
whether it's sandwich, bone in, bone out. I, how do you want gravy on it? What do you want to do? The cordon blue, like my man just said. I mean, goodness gracious, yeah. Man, chicken's number one on the list for you, boy. Yeah, I, I'm with you right there. <laughs> thigh and, and thighs are always number one. Thigh, thighs, yeah, thighs and I'm, thighs and wings. I come on, like come on, I know people don't like, people, people hate on wings, but I love me some flats. Uh, okay, yeah. amen. I, look, I, I, look, me see, I'm not greedy. I'd say chicken however you give it to me. Now I'm yeah. with you though. Thighs, thighs, thighs and drums are elite for me for sure. Mm-hmm. I'm not look, I'm not the wing too. The breast, if the breast is cooked properly. The problem with breasts in most places that you get breasts from, they're not juicy. They're dry. Yeah. It's, it's, yep. it's a terrible eat. But you get you a nice, good, juicy breast, oh, oh, so good. But I'm with you. The dark meat is where it's at. Yeah. Like, I I, would, I never really used to get thighs, but we mm-hmm. got them one time because it said, like, perfect for the air fryer. Right. So I did it. And, you know, I've talked about this quite a bit. It's like I put mayonnaise on them, and then I put, them, I put like, goldfish. Like, I crunch up goldfish. Uh-huh. Put them in there, put them in the air fryer for 25 minutes. Juiciest, the juiciest piece of chicken you'll ever eat, man. Hey, the air fryer heck is so good, man. And, and man, you're With not man, wrong. And, and the mayonnaise, and right? The, the mayonnaise hold that stuff in, so you're just like, let's go. Look, man, I'm let's hungry go. now. You got me hungry. <laughs> you bought me some fried chicken. <laughs> I was about to have it for your boy. What's yeah, I, 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 I had chicken street tacos stuff. for dinner, so I mean, see, look at there. See, you can have tacos, but it's still got chicken in it, man. Come on, man. Yep. Hey, chicken ain't number one on your list. You're doing it wrong. I'm sorry. That's, <laughs> that's for damn sure. All right, man. So tell us where we can find you again. Uh, Twitter, okay. podcast, radio, writing. Where, yeah, where I mean, you want yeah. Absolutely, man. Uh, if you go to your guy, Nick's, your underscore guy, underscore Nick's, N-I-X, you can definitely find me right there. And all, and all my stuff's in there. The the YouTube, the Facebook, all that. You can click the links, go to it, and see it. Um, man, so I appreciate you having me on, man. I've been excited to do this. I'm sorry about the delay from last week. Oh, no, you're good. Man, this has been a lot of fun, brother. I appreciate you, man. Yeah, man. I, I really appreciate you again, and thank you so much for coming on uh, with me tonight. Go Cowboys. Yeah.